0: It's a supersized episode where we compare two huge Ari Aster horror hits, Hereditary and Midsommar. And our reactions to those films, our reactions to each other's reactions, my reaction to other people's reactions. And, you know, like the Barbie movie, we're for people who love them and people who hate them. There's something for everyone. To Pitney and Amelia's bitchin, bitchin' boutique, we may be awful, but, but we're, we're right. right. Should, we just should we just start about being very
1: excited? Oh my god! Yeah. So how should
0: we start? Oh my god! Oh my god! How do we start? How do we start an episode that we're just so we're too, so so excited <laughs> to start? We're so we're too excited to start because we don't know how to start.
1: Yeah. Because
0: we just have so much to say, and. Well, for one thing, we're gonna get our little we're gonna get our little uh, business out of the way first because we have so much to say and we don't want to get lost. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I actually, actually, you know what? I'm gonna say this first. Okay. So look, we're 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 gonna talk about um, Ari Aster movies because we're just really in the mood to do that, and <laughs> we're we know that's what you're here to hear. That's why you guys are. That's why you people tuned in. But first, first. Hey, Pitney. Hey, Pitney. Yes. What's bitching with you, Pitney?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. So, what is, like, totally bitching right now is, like, totally geeky, as always, with <laughs> Pitney. I don't know if I mentioned to you, but I was so excited about this video game coming out called Starfield, right? It's like
0: Oh, no. I haven't heard
1: about it. The studio that made Skyrim... Of course. So boom, really excited. I'm that automatically careers.
0: makes it the most exciting
1: thing in the world for you. But, as when I was perusing Game Pass, um, I don't know, three days before the game came out, and it's probably been out for a couple weeks now. But about three days before the game came out, I noticed another game had just come out called um, Sea of Stars." And I was like, well, I'm going to download this and play this. And then in a couple days, I can play Starfield. Okay. I have become so obsessed with this game and finishing it. I think I'm on like hour 29 now. And I still haven't started Starfield, the game that I've been waiting for like three years for it to come out. (laughs) Because I want to finish this other game first. And it's like... An old-fashioned, like, turn-based RPG that's like an old Final Fantasy, or even like an old Zelda, or an old, like, Super Nintendo-style game. Okay. And I'm just so enthralled with it, and I'm just loving it, and I'm obsessed with it. And I've been spending every night after work till, I don't know, midnight, one in the morning, playing this fucking game.
0: And this is this is Sea of Stars. And
1: this is Sea of Stars.
0: And it's named after an MC Yogi song.
1: Yes, it is. I actually thought about that. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they even realize that they're named after a really good MC Yogi song.
1: Yeah, so I am obsessed with this game. And I have not even started Starfield, even though I've been waiting for years for it. But, you know, Starfield will still be there.
0: Of course it will.
1: Because I have to finish this first and I have to I have to finish it and I have to see how the story unfolds.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Because So it's will will you do the obsessive important. No, go it's ahead. Very important for me to know if Brugraves Graves redeems himself <laughs> or not.
0: Now, will you do the obsessive thing and like play it over and over again and do all the different paths and the side quests and all that shit? Or will you just play it through once and then go to your other game and then come back to it?
1: Oh, I don't think I'll ever play this again. It's not like Skyrim, where it's just like an endless or other games for me, where I just no, I don't think I'll ever play it again. But I'm really liking it.
0: Even though, even though you fell, you just fell in love with it so quickly. You don't think that it's going to give you the the fun of going through it again and. It doesn't have, I like... I think so, because it's It's not as immersive. Linear. Okay.
1: It's more linear than other games that I'm into. Okay. And once you've done it, you've done it. And some of it's really tedious. Okay. And I don't want to have to go through the tedium again, but I want to see the story out.
0: Okay. You know, because,
1: I'd, like I said, I'm very emotionally concerned about that one character. Okay, so it's, so. it's
0: not, it's not as choose your own av- adventure as a lot of other games are. No, so it's, it's very, no, no. And so it's extremely linear and you're just getting through the story as written. You just have to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Very cool. And there's, I was going to say there's some side things, but no, not really. It's very much just the story. Okay. And once I've done it, I've done it, you know.
0: Well, that's cool.
1: But yeah, but that's my, my thing. Well, that's very cool.
0: Well, mine is... Uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll let you ask me. Yes. I'll let you ask me.
1: So what about you, Amelia? What's bitching with you?
0: <laughs> well, the thing that's bitching with me is something that I think I think you will be as amused with as I was when I heard about it. Because, you know... It has to do with fine art. Okay. And the kind of very shishy fine art that you and I find stupid. Okay. So there's this artist. Let me let me look up his name again because I only just learned it. And I'm probably gonna pronounce this guy's name wrong, and I don't even fucking care. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I believe his name is pronounced Jens Hanning.
1: Okay. He
0: is a Danish conceptual artist. Okay. Who lives and works in Copenhagen. So, um, apparently he was known for a particular... Uh, I, I guess it was a series of works in, I I don't know when, but let's say within the last 10 years, that he did, um, where he took money and put it on canvases. Um, like these large canvases covered in money and it would be like, let's say, this is the annual salary of the average laborer.
1: Oh, okay. And he
0: like, I don't know, glued money to a canvas. Okay. Like to make like a concrete, oh, that's, that's the actual amount of money. And then would make another canvas that had the amount of money compared, that would show visually how much money like, I don't know, like their boss would make or whatever, whatever it was.
1: Oh, okay, okay. And so
0: the idea, so he, you know, gluing money to a canvas.
1: Yeah.
0: So apparently uh, the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art Alborg in Denmark a couple years ago um, commissioned him to do that again. I guess an updated version of okay. that. And they basically, because they were commissioning it, they, they gave him the amount of kroner and euro bills that it would take to create these enormous canvases okay. to do this.
1: Yeah,
0: What he gave them... What he what he turned in when it was done was two very large blank canvases uh-huh. and the art installation he titled
1: "Take the Money and Run." Yeah. And oh, you know, I've actually read about this asshole. Yeah. Oh,
0: you have, and so he and <laughs> I've read about this. and <laughs> what he said was. That the the art is that he keeps the money.
1: That of that course.
0: is what makes it art. That he does not return the money to them. That, that they gave him the money for this purpose and he keeps it and that's what makes it art. Mm-hmm. So they sued him. The only reason why I know about this is that they sued him... And apparently the lawsuit like just got done and he has to repay most of it.
1: Okay. Oh, that's why I heard about it again. Cause I read about it a long time ago and it's just like, oh, how stupid. Right. Right. But I think it was yesterday or the day before I heard about it. They mentioned it on NPR and I'm like, oh, I remember that. That was so long ago. Like I totally forgot about it. So that's why the lawsuit got settled. Okay. he
0: Like, he's basically, he's an artist mm. because he's an asshole. Uh-huh. It's, see these blank canvases I just handed you? They are art because I'm a dick.
1: Of course.
0: And I tricked you into giving me like $500,000 for two blank canvases. Mm-hmm. Aren't I clever? Aren't I a clever boy? Mm-hmm. And he's also really ugly. I should just say that. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Because as soon as I looked at him, I'm like, yeah, he looks like the kind of guy who would do that. (laughs) Fucking conceptual artist piece of trash.
1: Oh, please. I know. You know, yeah, we can't even get into it, but you know how much I hate that shit.
0: Yeah. I, Painless, I mean I knew I'm 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 thrilled that you had actually heard of it before. But I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that you had never mentioned it to me before because as soon as I heard it, I nearly texted you about it, but I said, No, I'm gonna wait.
1: Oh yeah, no, I Because I was
0: it. so giddy <laughs> that I wanted to wait until we were recording.
1: Painless, I'm just <laughs> I'm
0: just so I'm I don't know what makes me more happy, just knowing that such stupidity exists or knowing that he has to pay the goddamn money
1: back. Oh god. What a It's just fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, no, it's not art. You're just a dick. Uh, the Bitchin' Booty. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they can plan out their show. Yes. Shows. I think we've uh, got to find some time and get get time to do it. I think we should do it that. right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. <laughs> like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps. Sh- <laughs> I can't do it now. Look, I can't speak. <laughs> Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most Bitchin' boutique. See, that was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it nice. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right. What you do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. Who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to the Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and <laughs> put it in the next <laughs> Diplomatic Community Oh my god.
1: So yeah, so, so let's get into, I want to hear all about you finally saw that piece of shit much. <laughs> mid, oh
0: my God. A okay, so, so first we have to, first we have to like get into how this all happened. So God, it, it's, it's probably been, it may have been a month now since this whole adventure. Cause, um, my my husband, Mr. Amelia, who regular listeners know... Oh, who, by the way, I should just say, more than one listener has now mentioned that my husband, Mr. Amelia, uh-huh. a.k.a. Filianelle, has, like, the sexiest voice.
1: Oh, that's so fabulous. I
0: mentioned it to him, and he's like, Oh, honey. And I'm like, honey, you just... Dude, you know
1: that's why I've made him record so many meditations things for me for I my know. and stuff
0: because he just has that deep rumbling which I
1: know he said he doesn't want to do any more of so I won't make him do any more of it. I did use him oh numerous God. times for. That.
0: My God, he d- he does have an excellent. Sometimes I fr- sometimes I forget. Just how, yes, he does. Anyway, <laughs> how magnificent his voice is. Yes. So anyway, so Mr. Amelia, the YouTube algorithm suggested to him a video one day that was a. I'm not sure. I don't think it was quite four and a half hours, but mm-hmm. it was definitely considerably more than four hours. Um, like a four plus hour long video that someone had made outlining, like, everything this guy could come up with that is just fucking awesome about Ari Aster's Hereditary. Okay. So, he had started to watch it, and I kind of um, was like, oh, I'm going to watch it too, but since he had already started... And there was never going to be a time when he and I could sit down together and watch an over four hour long thing. Oh, God,
1: no, yeah.
0: Um, So he and I just sort of, during our work days, kind of, it took me like an entire work day to get through it. Uh Because I kept getting interrupted. I kept, sometimes I would be listening and then something would be a visual and I'd have to stop and back it up and watch it. So it took forever. But this guy had done so much detail and research because Mm -hmm. there's so much in that movie and i mean this guy was like looking up words like like the words that were written on the walls and Uh he was he was going into things like he had every time he noticed something like um consistency and oh every time this happens this, you know, people are wearing this color or just certain things that he would start noticing patterns. Cause he watched it so much because oh, he loved the movie so much. So he was just sort of like, and then he was going into like every interview he could find with Ari Aster and, and seeing if he could find any reference that he might've made to colors or, or symbolism or whatever yeah. to see if he could get any, you know, indication that he was picking up on things that were actually there. And, um, so it really got us both really hyped up to watch it again. But okay. because I've been so busy, it was like, well, we weren't going to be able to watch it for like another couple weeks. We weren't going to have time to watch it together for another couple of weeks. So in the intervening time, I had, I had been watching as I, you know, every time I had a chance, I'd watched a lot of um, videos that were about Hereditary
1: Okay.
0: Which there are a lot. And one thing I really enjoy is um, reaction videos. Like I like, whenever there's something I really like, I like watching people experiencing for the first time something that I really like. I really enjoy, you know, reliving... The first, you know, the yeah. emotional experience of the first time seeing something by watching someone go
1: through it. Uh, you know, I've only watched reaction videos to one thing. And it was this acapella group doing a bunch of music from Skyrim. And they were so amazing. And they're like in costumes with sets and weapons and the makeup. But they're an amazing fucking acapella group, and I was just, like, so blown away. I was, like, I literally cried and screamed the first time I watched it. And I found these videos of all these, like, acapella... Other people watching them? Yeah, like, acapella <sighs> geeks. Right. Watching this. And it was mostly acapella people, but there was some Skyrim people. Because there right. was a ton of reaction videos to this.
0: And I've never
1: watched those before. And I was just, I was so amused.
0: It's so fun. Oh my God. Because
1: especially like the Skyrim fans, you know, there was grown men like me that were also so excited about this that they cried when they did the Dragon Shout. (laughs) You know. That was so awesome. It's like. Okay, I'm not alone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, seeing other people be as excited as you are at the exact moment that you were excited is that's that's kind of an awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I literally see I'm crying right now thinking about it. This oh is my how God. much I love Skyrim. <laughs> when oh they God. did the dragon shout in the middle of and in the middle of them singing in the dragon language by the way. I literally was so excited. I cream, <laughs> I screamed, and I cried.
0: <laughs> I okay.
1: And I saw other people do it too. So yeah, I love the reaction that's, video. That's
0: adorable. That's but so anyway, so
1: yeah, back to your story. Back I'm sorry, I just bit. had to tell you about that because I don't think I'd ever told you about that before. <laughs>
0: okay, but the reason the reason why I mentioned it is because I had a certain expectation that I was going to really enjoy watching people enjoy watching Hereditary. Uh But what ended up happening way, way, way more often than I expected was that they didn't. And all the people who had the nerve to get to the end of Hereditary and not like it, They were all going, they all, it wasn't, it wasn't just that they didn't like it because boy, did they, were they certainly acting as though like they were reacting to it and they Uh were, you know, they were reacting to the movie the whole time and they seemed freaked out by things and, oh wow, that was neat. and Oh, that's scary. And oh my God, what's that weird? Why is that naked guy in the closet? And whatever, you know, but Oh, by the way, spoilers. Lots and lots of spoilers for both movies, by the way. Um, But... Well, by now, I'm
1: sorry. People, if they haven't seen those movies by now, they're not gonna. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and if you're listening to us talk about them, you know we're spoiling the fuck out of them. Uh, Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Every one of them gets to the end and goes, Um, you know... I don't think I liked it, because I think I was expecting it to be so much better, because you know, Midsommar was so great, and oh my this God. movie was just not very good, and I'm going, what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: And, and I'm if just you going, think about it, kind of the end of both movies is the same.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's... There's a, but the thing is, though, that it's like, I'm
1: just, <laughs> I have,
0: <laughs> I will save one major opinion concerning you get to the end of Hereditary, and I will give you a pass on one thing.
1: Yeah.
0: But I'm going to save that for later. Okay. But it did lead me to think about what the fuck, to think about the fact that I still hadn't watched. Midsummer, Yeah. And you and I started talking and I was like, you know what? Cause we had done, we've, we did a few years ago. Uh, we did an episode where we talked about hereditary as part of a episode where we talked about trans characters in horror. We talked about Charlie as yeah, oh, a yeah, possible yes, representative possibly, of a trans was. character.
1: I were talking about it. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a really good, yeah. crazy episode. Um, because we we were having a hard time finding episodes, characters worth talking about. Yeah, as trans representation, and Charlie is kind of in this tenuous area of, you know, if Charlie was ever really Charlie, you know, it's like yeah, it's yeah. what what was in Charlie the whole time? But um, we also, when Pitney saw Midsummer, the you know originally we oh. did a whole episode. About his feelings on that fine film. And so yeah. we kind of decided it was time for me to watch it. And um I have opinions, but I'm going to, I've been doing a lot of talking. So I'm going to let Pitney talk about his kind of recap his feelings on it.
1: On that movie Oh, Lord. Um
0: <laughs> I mean, originally, your concern was that it was going to be, like, it was going to paint pagans in a bad light and whatever. And yeah,
1: yeah. And I think it maybe possibly did a little bit of that. Maybe. But I think it just painted, I think it painted everything in a bad light. It painted tourists in a bad light. It painted Americans in a bad light. It pasted straight guys in a bad light. It it, 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 it crazy, grief stricken straight girls in a bad light. Pure innocent cult members in a bad light. There's nothing good about that movie. I just, I hated everything about it. I was offended. By so much of it, both from the pagan point of view, because I still did get that. I still get that it was to me, from my point of view, it was very much taken from like, you know, these pagan sort of rituals or beliefs or whatever, and it was like making it into a cult and making them of course they're going to be drugging people and raping them, and of course there's gonna be some weird deaths and suicide, and of course, Right. Because why not? Because it's pagans, and that's what we do, right? So, I did get a lot of that out of it. But the thing, I just hated the main character so fucking much. Yes, it was very sad that her family got killed. It was very sad that she was going through a tragedy. But the fact is, before we even meet her... The boyfriend is talking to his friends like, Oh my God, this girl is so psycho. I'm so sick of her fucking shit. And all I want out of life is to break up with this psycho stupid bitch. And then he's forced to not break with her because she has a tragedy. And then she invites herself on a trip that she's not invited to. So I just hate her. I hate her. And everybody thought the boyfriend was such a douchebag. I don't think he was. I think he was just frustrated being stuck with this stupid bitch he didn't want to be stuck with because he wanted to break up with her before her family died. And if he was a real douchebag, he would have been, fuck you, bitch, I don't care, I'm breaking up with you. If he was really a douche, right?
0: I will cut in here real quick and say yeah. the only the only thing, because I, I have not told pitney what my opinion is of the movie because i was saving it yeah 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 yeah. the only thing i told pitney and this is a good time to say it yeah uh the only thing i told pitney was about maybe maybe halfway through the movie no maybe earlier Uh i sent him a text that said uh one thing that's different is our opinions of I think I, I think what I said was our opinions of whether or not the main character is a dumb bitch or different.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, so obviously we disagree on that, and which is fine, which is great, you know. And I will, I don't, you know, I just, I, and it's been so long, but I think I was offended by also, wasn't like one of the friends, like, like a student and it was asking really offensive and sort of invasive questions or sort of like I thought it was just like fucking with the society or something and I remember being offended by that Both as well. the boyfriend
0: both the boyfriend and the black guy Yeah, yeah the the, the the one who pissed on the tree was allegedly a student. I don't know why he was there. That's right. That's right. But the right. black guy and, I, and the boyfriend were both anthropology students, both working on their PhD, that's and the right. boyfriend suddenly decides, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to write my PhD. I'm going to write my thesis on this too all of a sudden." As if you can just suddenly Yeah, and decide I just remember to that, there were elements can't. that I
1: was offended of with that that they were like getting involved with this culture or judging them or say, dude, it has been so long since I've seen it, but I just remember being, it was just another thing that I did not like about a movie that I hated everything about. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I, I I was curious about since you had, since they were doctoral anthropology students, and since you had been in a long relationship with a doctoral anthropology student, whose whose specialty was linguistics, um I wondered if that at the time made you go, oh goddamn academics. I wonder if that if that affected your opinion at the time. Oh,
1: probably. Because every time I read anything, you know, and if I see like grad student or Doctoral blah blah blah. I'm always like, oh god, it's a goddamn fucking academic and whatever they're gonna say yeah. is gonna be stupid. So there's definitely I definitely do have that yeah. <laughs> that prejudice. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even remember what it was. I didn't even remember the pissing on the tree until you mentioned it. But I think there were other things that offended me, like I thought they were like fucking with that culture because Oh, there was There was so everything. much right. Yeah. yeah, I I don't I mean I but that but that's something. Offended.
0: But that's something, you know, I I that's something that mm. I I think this isn't the only movie where there's like an anthropologist that I where where there's a character who's an anthropologist and it makes me wonder if the person who wrote the movie has ever talked to an anthropologist. Yeah, yeah,
1: because yeah, they Because
0: yeah. um it's it's like you 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 do know that this is it's it's not like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna have like a couple days of talking to some people and and then i'm just gonna go write a thesis
1: yeah yeah that
0: that's not how any of that shit fucking works but
1: you know because it normally um, but you'd go what live with them for four years or something is yeah, what you would normally you can't do, right?
0: suddenly yeah. write a thesis <laughs> on something you never fucking heard of before yeah you can't, and, and it's not like you're, like, you're going to be up there for a couple weeks and you're never going to be there again. I mean, because for all they know, we're just going to be there for a couple, couple weeks and we're going to go home. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, not realizing we're never going home again, but, um, but like f- best case scenario, you're not invited back. This is not, you don't, you yeah. don't, you don't. Come back here. This is your one shot. And we are, you're not allowed to take pictures. You're not allowed to name anything. You're not. It's like, no, this, you can't write a thesis on this. That's if you're not right. allowed to tell because anybody that, anything about
1: they it. Did, that's right. Now I'm Ramona and they did basically everything they told them not to because they just didn't give a fuck.
0: Because the people said, sure, you can write your thesis. You're not allowed to actually tell. You're not allowed to say where we are. You're not allowed to say who we are. You're not allowed to take any pictures. You're not allowed. It's like, basically, you can't tell anyone anything about us. But sure, try and write a thesis.
1: That, didn't the student sneak into some secret place?
0: Of course he did. That's
1: right. Okay. Piece of I remember, crap. Oh, I was so much of that movie that yeah, everything offended me about that movie.
0: But yes. see, that's why yes. they had to die. But that's but but that's just why they had to die. That's why it's like go good die. All of you fucking die. But that's but that's not what I don't have a problem with that. They yeah. can go be assholes and die. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. That's not my problem. My problem I'll go back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is Midsummer gorgeous? Yes. Is it unique? I mean, did is it is it a movie unlike anything I've really ever seen before? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is it was the trailer, did the trailer blow my mind and make me want to see it? Like, I was like, as soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, whatever the fuck that is, I'm in. Uh-huh. I was obsessed. I'm like, I have no idea what that is, but I want to see it. I I don't even care. I'm going to see that. And, and am I fascinated by the fucking Horga? Yeah. If they, if I, I wish I fucking wish we'd been actually shown something or had some things explained to us because I don't think they were because do I think this movie is good? Unfortunately, no, because what I think happened was that Ari Aster conceived of a great idea. He thought about it and had some really cool ideas. You know like how George Lucas oh, can conceive of some really great worlds and have some brilliant big ideas.
1: But he has no business but he writing can't fuck, his own universe. But yet. he
0: can't fucking write. Yeah. But the difference is with Ari Aster, Ari Aster can write. And we know he can write because he wrote Hereditary. And that movie is a goddamn masterpiece. (laughs) So we know he can write. But for some reason on Midsommar, he failed to actually write the movie that was in his head. I, I think it's possible that he may have had a really good movie in his head. He just forgot to write it down. Because... It's like I like, and like I was saying, uh, all the all the guys, all assholes, all assholes, including yeah. Christian. I'm I'm going to include Christian in that because I actually have a very very different opinion about how the movie started. Okay. Um. I because okay I'm going to say this. I didn't part of, a big part of why I didn't see it until like two weeks ago. Yeah. Or a week ago maybe was because of, you saw it first, my husband saw it, they both thought it stunk. Um, I was aware that lots of people fucking loved it. Yeah. But you two did not.
1: Did Fairy and Elle feel the same way that I do about whatever the fuck her name is?
0: I don't think I asked him about her specifically. Oh, okay, no, I was just
1: wondering, Okay. But no, he, but he really hates the movie. He really (laughs) hates it. Um,
0: Although he did say, before I sat down to watch it, he said, um, be sure, be sure that you have Kleenex with you. Because he knows me and he knows that I cry.
1: And I said,
0: you think I'm going to cry? And he goes, well, yeah, probably. Because he, because... He knows that Florence Pugh cries a lot. He knows that she cries a lot yeah, and yeah, he knows I, that I love her and as an actress and that but the thing is she never made me cry in this. Uh-huh. And I think it's because I was I was too angry. Yeah. And I was too angry that she was she was giving too much of herself to a part that was beneath her.
1: I was going to say, I think she was good. It's just that she, but the movie wasn't good, but I think she was yeah. good. Yeah. She,
0: uh, she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. Um, But I, I, she, here's, here's the thing. So I, I knew a lot about it. I knew the basic story, but I also, I, I had actually, because so many people said it was great. I had been curious about what's so damn great about it. So yeah. I had watched, you know, videos about like, you know, oh, here's 10 really cool things you probably didn't notice when you watched Midsommar. And so it's like, oh, hey, you know, did you see her her sister's face in the trees with the hose in her mouth when she was tripping? So I looked for that, you know, because I'd seen it in a picture, like a still frame yeah, that someone yeah. took. Okay. Whippy do. Um
1: I and so, I don't know if I noticed that or not. Maybe maybe
0: not. it doesn't fucking matter. It's not that it's not that exciting. No, I know, it doesn't I know. matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a lot of effort to go through to through for nothing. Um it's uh oh did you did, you know it, it's uh Did you notice, um, oh, I don't know. Did you you notice, oh, did you notice that the murals tell the story of the movie? Okay, great. Um, and they do. Like, at the opening of the movie, it's like a big shot of that big piece of art. It tells the entire story of the movie.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, you'd have to watch it again, but you're not going to. Um.
1: Oh, God, no. (laughs) Uh,
0: you know, it's, um, there's just all kinds of things like that. So I knew a lot of things going in. Yeah, I knew yeah. about skin the fool. And I so I knew the fool got skinned. And then I knew I see the you know, the someone wearing his you know someone's wearing his face. Yeah. And I knew that asshole gets sewn into a bear. And I knew that, you know I knew that I, I the only actual scene I had really watched and I realized this might make me seem like a sicko. The only scene I had watched in full was the old people going off the cliff because oh, I was really? curious <laughs> because I was curious, <laughs> um, what they really showed.
1: I do remember that I will say in the theater that was actually very effective because it was very unsurpr. It was very surprising and very unexpected and, I could I remember see if me I didn't know Corrine what was coming both were like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?"
0: <laughs> I I think um if I had no idea what was coming um it would have been more effective. The only problem and this is one of the things about these people who love it so much and watch it over and over again, how they don't how they don't start to think, Hey, maybe this movie is stupid. Um, <laughs> because I just have a question. Um, so if these if they if everyone tur- when they turn seventy two walks to the edge of this cliff and is supposed to like do a swan dive yeah. onto the magic rock to bust their head open to die, how come? How come dude clearly didn't get that memo, even though he's lived 72 years and he's watched it happen every year of his fucking life? Oh,
1: that's right, and he's so old, yep.
0: I mean, if he's lived 72 years in that cult, in that little commune, and he's seen it happen at least 72 times, because I'm sure someone turns 72 at least once a year, um... Why did he, why did he step off and go, I'm going to try to land on my feet? Yeah. Why did he do that? Because even if you'd seen someone land on their feet once before, you'd know, oh, you don't want to do that because that's very painful. You want to die instantly. You want to make sure you land on your head. And the only thing I could think is because for movie purposes, they want to give us an extra, ooh, they have to hit him with a mallet. Like, we have the mallet just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's because we want to get an extra close-up. I think dude wants a close-up. And did you know, here's a fun little fact. His name is Bjorn Anderson. And um, when he was 14 years old, he was in a movie called Death in Venice. And he it, that was in 1970. And he was... Uh, he was chosen in that t- at that time because he was considered the most beautiful boy in the world. Oh. And I, and I will say, I do not disagree
1: <laughs>
0: because even it's even uh, at the age he is now, which is not 72 by the way, but he, he is still, he's, he's pretty hot for an old dude.
1: Yeah. Cause I, and I remember that though. And it made me think of that episode of the next generation where Loxwana Choi fell in love with some guy who was getting ready to die because everyone on his planet had to commit suicide at the age of 60. Did you remember that episode? Oh, my God. <laughs> it made me think of that. And I, you know, and I don't totally disagree with that.
0: It's, it's, like, it's like Logan's run. Everyone's young and beautiful because they die when they're 30.
1: Yeah, and I'm like... So uh, I what's think it's... wrong with that? All these people—they kill themselves at seventy-two. That sounds perfectly reasonable to me.
0: See that kind You've of had aspect. You have a
1: good life. You're not a burden. You know it's going to happen. I'll and they all—and they're all honoring
0: you as you do it. It's—it's like, it's not like it's a shameful thing you go and do. They all honor you as you do.
1: I it. I know. I want to join that cult and go live there.
0: There, there's a lot. See, and that's the anthropology student and me now. Should these, should these idiots have told their friends what was going to happen? Yes, because I'm pretty sure you don't want the newbies to make a scene. I'm pretty sure that that kind of well, makes yeah. it unpleasant for the second person to jump because now everybody down there screaming, but you know, you want it to be more pleasant for the second
1: guy, but well, that's I just, you that know, it was fabulous. I didn't see anything yeah, I thought that, was that at all. But,
0: but I do want to go back to Danny because I, I kind of I kind of derailed myself with with the Danny okay. thing here's here's the here's the big problem I have with her um and this has to do with just I I don't know if it's editing I don't know I mean the movie wasn't incredibly long so it's not like I, I can't imagine that that backstory would have been cut for time but god damn it I knew going in what was gonna happen to her family. I knew going in,
1: oh yeah what
0: yeah. what was gonna happen before they went to Sweden? Mm-hmm. and yet it all happened so fast that I felt like it I felt like, wait a minute, am I watching a weirdly edited version of this movie because I mm-hmm. feel like. There's scenes missing. It feels like, I, like, how, how do people who talk about this movie, how do they talk about it as if they know things about her fucking family? Where are they getting the information? Because we don't even see, like later she has hallucinations where she sees her sister. How do they know that's her sister? When do they see her sister's face? When do they see her sister's face, not with a fucking mask and a hose in her mouth? Is there a point where we get a really good look at a picture of her sister or something? Because I didn't see her family except when they're dead.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Although, one of the videos I watched before I watched the movie said that one of the things that's really sad, that makes the movie sadder is that if Danny had responded immediately to her sister's email and, like, freaked out and, let's say, called 911 and done, like, a wellness check to the house, Mm -hmm. her parents might have survived because that first shot of her parents in bed, they're still breathing. Her sister had already sent the email, but they weren't dead yet. Because they didn't have hoses going into their mouths. They just had hoses going in, like, near them. Oh. So, but Danny doesn't know any of that because she didn't know any of it. And so, like, she's having hallucinations of things she never saw because she wasn't there. But, um... So like you know, like the image in the tree of her sister with the hose in her mouth, she never saw it. How, she can't be having that hallucination because she never saw her yeah, sister looking but it like it that.
1: Probably lives in her imagination as a trauma, you know.
0: But it's like so. So even with that though, oh, and there was one part where she's talking on the phone to a woman, and I remember I paused the movie and I was asking my husband, "Did?" Because, like, the scene had ended and had gone on, and she's talking to her boyfriend. And I was like, wait a minute, who was that woman she was talking to earlier? And he goes, I don't know, I guess a friend. And I said, because we know she has a therapist because we know that she's getting, that she goes to therapy and that she has.
1: Yeah, that kind of. And that
0: she has medication. And I said, so she has at least one friend. Mm -hmm. Like, why isn't everyone. Telling her, because really, staying with her boyfriend is the worst thing she could possibly do. Because oh, gosh, he, yeah, of he is not treating her well, and he and he hasn't been, because he's the one who's, who's going, ignore your stupid fucking sister. She's only doing it, she does everything she does for attention, she's whatever, you know. Her sister yeah. is obviously in crisis, and she's <clears throat> going, nah, fuck your sister. And and that was another problem that I had because like when I'm watching a movie like that, I have to like really work my empathy muscles hard.
1: Uh huh.
0: And ha- I have to be like, what would it feel like to actually really like care about your sister? Yeah. Like, what would it feel like <laughs> yeah. if it were me? And my sister were in crisis and I actually gave a shit. What would that be like? And if there's people listening right now who don't normally listen to our show. I cannot answer
1: that question either.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If there's people listening right now because you're interested in these movies and you don't normally listen to us, I do not have good family relationships. And Pitney doesn't really either. And, you know we are in therapy we are we are very medicated people and yay therapy and yay mental health so um i often don't don't it, it, you know i have to be like okay so she is her level of despair when she loses her family it's like i have to immediately be like okay that has to be valid, even though I cannot relate to it. It has God, to be valid. To,
1: yeah, I can't either, but I do think it's valid for m- most people that not
0: us. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's...
1: Yeah.
0: I, you know, I, I I could see how if someone had a, a good childhood and, you know... <laughs> yes. And actually likes their sister and whatever, you know, that that would be, that that would be very, a very traumatic thing. But, so, but, but like, obviously her relationship with this guy has been terrible. And... Oh, God, yeah. And like, it's, but I also, I get... Wanting one thing in her life to feel stable. I just wish that she had a friend to hang on to. Someone other than her stupid fucking boyfriend. Because, you know, he's not even hot. Yeah, he's no, not, he
1: wasn't.
0: He's not hot. He's not interesting. He's nothing. He's so blah. And look at his fucking friends.
1: Yeah, but I just remember being so mad at her. You know, I just remember thinking, who the fuck do you think you are inviting yourself on this trip?
0: But she didn't.
1: <laughs> Pele invited her. Pele
0: made absolutely goddamn sure that she was invited on uh, that trip. Okay. Because she had to be there because all everything that happened was completely manipulated and orchestrated. Oh, well, yes. She had to be there so that all that shit would happen.
1: I was just very outraged that she invited herself. But But she didn't. But she didn't.
0: (laughs) And so, like, you know, there's there's just so much about it that's aggravating. But, you know, but there's moments of, like, decent writing. Like, speaking of Pele, like, Pele is like, so obviously he's like a manipulative bastard, but he's also one of the only people who actually is sweet to her
1: yeah
0: and there's like a moment where like when he's talking about when he the the line where he says like does he feel like home to you like when she's
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he's when he's talking when he's finally getting her to understand that look i know i know that you lost your family. I know you feel like nobody understands, but I understand because I lost my family too. Yeah. And but the difference is I had I had these people mm-hmm. to to be my to be my family and to and to help me through that. And you know, you feel alone. I didn't feel alone because I had all this. That scene was amazing. And I kept yeah, thinking I remember like that
1: actually, yeah.
0: And I kept thinking like See, there's these little, little moments that are kind of great. And it's like, see, I, that aspect of it was like, I, w- I ended up cause like one of, there was this one thing that I watched that, that was like explaining like, and then, and then Danny ends up just giving in to her insanity. And it's like, this isn't insanity. She's finally home. She's finally in a place where people are going to treat her well. Yeah.
1: I thought it was anti- cult propaganda because I thought that place was fabulous they never did anything wrong ever that was not deserved I thought it was fabulous and I still want to go live there
0: now I don't know about those two people that that other guy brought the ones that that, that came from from like the uk
1: uh-huh.
0: um I I have to believe that they were just as much assholes as the Americans somehow. Yeah, we just didn't get to know them well enough. And
1: you don't get killed. It's that simple. That's totally I mean, reasonable.
0: Ingmar or whatever his fucking name was. um, He obviously, he brought them for their, whatever their purpose yes. was. And he must've had them pegged as assholes. Otherwise he wouldn't have brought them. But... Like I just really don't, and then he sacrificed himself. He was yeah. one of the people at the end who went into the little, the little uh, yellow triangle hut. Um, there's you know there's
1: there's oh but... I thought it was fabulous. Let's go move there tomorrow. Let's just give up our lives and just go move there and be part it's... of that community. It did,
0: it. it did make me really <laughs> want to do mushrooms. It did make me want to do mushrooms again, because I have not done mushrooms yet, and I still really want to.
1: Oh, like, I'm afraid to ever do it again, so I don't know, you're going to have to do it on your own, even though we've been planning for years that we were going to do it together, I'm too afraid I know. to do it again.
0: Well, maybe you just have to control your dosage. So you don't shit your pants or whatever it was that happened. I did too
1: much because I listened to what I was, what these people told me that I should do, and it was way too fucking much. But I didn't know that.
0: How many times have you done it?
1: Just like three, but the first two was such a minute amount that it wasn't that. You know what I mean.
0: Well, see, because our plan, so for, just like, for the list. So I was like, I'm going to really
1: do it this time. And, but I did too much. And then, yeah, it was. Right. Let's just say the myths are true. The stories are true if you do too much. Yes, anyway. That,
0: that you shit your pants. yeah. Well, maybe we'll yes. just get, we'll get some, um, we'll get some adult diapers. <laughs> we'll get some adult diapers. We'll sit out on my patio and we'll do oh, shrooms. <laughs> Because what we want to do, what the plan is, is we were going to sit out on my patio and, and do shrooms and then we were going to just have record everything we say yeah, and see how much of it and just have an episode that's just us laughing and talking about God knows what is going to come out. That's of
1: true. That might be actually be really fun because when it was fun, it was fun. <laughs> you know?
0: I mean, I used to get really stoned and laugh at nothing so but i i do want to um i do want to bring up one thing that i don't want i don't want it to go to you know what actually oh my god i'm just looking at the time we haven't even talked about the glory that is that is i see that's why we did our bitchin first that's why we did our bitchin first okay i'm skipping i'm skipping a lot of the um the, the all my all my exciting my excited all the stuff i wanted to learn about the horga um yeah 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 I'm gonna skip my my little question. Maybe okay, someday we can talk for noise. About it.
1: I'm sorry. Hold on. All right. Okay. My okay, because c- I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: bring up this one thing, and I'm gonna see what you think. Sure. So, um, so the guys on um, Friday the 13th, uh, they the day like within a couple days of when we recorded this, they just put out they had just put out an episode. Uh, where they talked about uh, Midsommar. Hi guys, we're we're not saying that you're that you're wrong for liking Midsommar, but you're wrong.
1: Um, oh my God, do they? Oh, I'm so disappointed that they like it, girl.
0: No, it's not. It's not your fault. <laughs> I I I never tell someone that they shouldn't like what they like, but um, don't don't hate us because we don't like it. We have we just have our reasons. <laughs> I I, I think that there's that there was a really good idea for a movie in there I think they just didn't execute it well that's all it's like oh my god I wanted it to be good I really wanted it to be good it just isn't maybe I need to be stoned out of my fucking mind. I didn't like 2001 a space odyssey either. There's a lot of movies that people think are great oh, that I hate. Boring, so, oh, boring. Oh, I hate I hated that movie so much. Yes. I, I was so angry. <laughs> I was so angry at the end of that movie. I was just like I want I want those hours back. I want somebody owes me time. Anyway, but the Fraget guys brought up something a little a little puzzle that mm. they thought was a little weird and I'm Gonna, and my husband and I were talking about it earlier. I'm gonna see if Pitney has any any thoughts on it. Okay. So they were con- they were confused by the idea that the festival happens, on, you know, only every ninety years. Mm-hmm. But clearly, there's like a wall when you go into that 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 big sleeping hall where the mid range age people sleep or whatever. Um, there's like a wall of photographs of all the May Queens. And they're photographs, so that's that's clearly a May Queen every year. Mm-hmm. So, like every summer, they get a new May Queen. So, that's obviously an annual event. And then the jumping off the cliff thing is every time anyone turns seventy-two, mm-hmm. that happens. So that's not the ninety-year thing, obviously. So what the fuck is, what the fuck is the part that happens every 90 years? And so Mr. Amelia and I were kind of kicking around and we were like, well, maybe it's the feasting. Maybe it's the going to that extent. And he thought maybe it's bringing it, bringing in the newbies and getting and getting the fresh sperm from the outside.
1: Oh, is a ninety-year thing. That's definitely what was going on when, you know,
0: that you know, bringing was all...
1: definitely a part of it. So that's possible. Having
0: the having the circle, the circle of the naked ladies of the village. Yeah, and and going around behind the guy and pushing his butt.
1: <laughs> See, that was the most horrifying in the movie to me. The the, the round of like surrounded by a circle of naked women that all wanted to fuck me, oh my god, I would just commit suicide. No,
0: they didn't want to fuck him. They (laughs) wanted him to fuck her.
1: Oh, they were oh that's oh that's right. They but they just wanted
0: to be there and they they just wanted to do whatever they could to make it as exciting as possible. By going by going, uh, uh Oh, I uh. would have
1: ran away in terror. Yeah, but
0: (laughs) He wanted to fuck that girl. Yeah. He was, but, 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 you know, you, you, you get behind him and you push his butt in really, really good That's with your. That's
1: right. I forgot about that. That's so funny. Oh, that, it's so disturbing. It's, that wouldn't seem like every 90 years would be enough for that, would it?
0: I don't know. I mean, how inbred do you gotta be to have your lips swell up that big? I don't know.
1: I, yeah, I don't know that everybody because needs otherwise to be they're a that. pretty
0: they're a pretty damn attractive bunch of people. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. There's there's not a Habsburg jaw among them, so there's not too much
1: inbreeding going on. Yeah, maybe it's whatever.
0: Because ninety years—that's like every third fourth generation?
1: It could be some weird sort of celestial thing, maybe. Maybe a know. comet. Maybe like Haliboth comet.
0: I don't know. Yeah. You know. We'd have I, to study I, those stupid fucking murals.
1: like maybe, you know, when the comet comes and you have to kill yourself because your soul's going to get taken away in the comet. Maybe it's something like that. It's like oh, and then they is.
0: all put on their, um, they put their purple <clears throat> shroud and they all put on their Nikes. Yeah, so I, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah,
1: that's really weird. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't think it means anything. I think it was just, I'm sure the writer just made it up thinking it was interesting.
0: But see, that's the problem. <clears throat> that's the yeah. part that makes me mad. Because the same brain that came up with this is the brain that came up with Hereditary. Yeah. And Hereditary is a movie that did not drop a stitch. That movie covers everything. Yeah. That movie explains everything and the people who think it doesn't they just apparently didn't go back and watch it a second time yeah and speaking of that you recently
1: re-watched it I did. I'm Amber and and we're Witches Talking Tarot
0: and we're bringing you all things of hope
1: every Tuesday and Thursday twice a week for your magical pleasure join us as we dive into aliens cryptids the Illuminati Illuminati super in in the the natural. natural because that's the kind of witches we are so join these high energy witches twice a week come sit a spell and see why we'll be your favorites
0: yeah so you and Sarah went to see hereditary
1: yeah recently we, yeah we did a we did a little Amazon prime rental
0: had she seen it before?
1: no no
0: I can't remember is she i i that's it had you kind of warned her did she know what she was getting into? <laughs>
1: I just told her that, you know, she knew that it was a horror movie, and I told her that it was, you know, there was some disturbing content in it, and there was some mild gore in it. Yeah. And she was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, she's not a a horror fan, but she's like, you know, she's game. She's down for whatever, but... Right. She would never watch horror without me, but it doesn't bother her. Yeah. Like, her roommate, my other friend Sylvia... Yeah, would never in a million years watch a horror movie. She'd just be like, "Oh my god," you know.
0: See, and to, to me, Hereditary is such a a phenomenal movie. It yeah. like it it kind of goes beyond a horror movie for yeah. me because because the perform because it's such a family drama uh, yeah. on top of on top of the horror that it's like it's so much more than that. Which I think it's is more part, like a big a masterpiece,
1: part of- theater mystery. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like the horror, the horror aspects of it are almost, I mean, they're almost irrelevant. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's almost like, you know, I'm rereading The Moonstone, which is this old 1800s novel by Wilkie Collins. That was something that they did on Masterpiece Theater. Oh, okay. And they did another story, another book of his called The Woman in White. And it's like these supernatural sort of like horror things that are mysteries. But they're totally family dramas that you all this stuff right. unfolds to make you understand what's really going on. And you're like, Oh my god, that's really and it's almost so it's almost like hereditary, it's like an old vintage masterpiece theater piece. Oh my right? god. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I cuz like I think one of the things that makes hereditary work so well is because you don't really see anything supernatural for so long. Like you get a sense that there's something creepy going on, but you don't yeah. really know what's happening for so long that all you really that a lot of and that's that's another thing of watching reactions of people and and kind of seeing like people who are just sort of saying their thought processes out loud, yeah. Which is which is an interesting thing, and seeing how many people are going through this thing of of being like, what they're not sure if they think Annie's crazy or not. Mm-hmm. They're they're not sure if they trust Annie. They're not sure if they think she's just being nuts and overreacting to everything. And I think a lot of that is hysterical woman, you know, Uh, and like like they have like an automatic assumption of, well, she's obviously just this bitch who didn't love her mother or whatever, you know, or or just weird, you know, like they, they come in with these weird, like they know they love Tony Collette and they know, they know she's going to be great, but they don't, they go through like watching people when they're watching it, going through all these emotions about how they're feeling about this character, because they're absolutely not believing, cause her, cause she's talking about everything in terms of mental illness runs in my family, yeah, yeah, and but of course they're going to view it that way because they're not going to view it as my mother has been has been trying to possess. The yeah, male it's members not, of my gonna, family
1: gonna, it's gonna with be a, a demon, and not, and not you know supernatural possession.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and it's like the the people who, and this was the this was the little tidbit that I that I'm I was saving from earlier. The people who were reacting to it, who got to the end of watching it the first time, and were going, "I didn't really like it. It wasn't like brilliant and wonderful like Midsummer."
1: Huh?
0: Um, those people the only grace I will allow them in that moment is that they just finished watching it for the first time and they did not allow themselves any time to, to sit with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're just, they're just at the end of that hail Paymon! hail. And then the (laughs) screen goes black and then both sides now starts playing and they're sitting there going, what the fuck? (laughs) and they have no idea what's happening because so much happens in like the last 10-15 minutes of the movie like everything comes together there's so much in that movie and if you have not had the time to really process it you don't know what you just saw because so fucking much is in that movie And if you haven't watched it, like, even like the first viewing, I was so blown away by it. But even, I still had to think about it for
1: a day. And it was funny, though, because I didn't remember before realizing um, decapitation as a theme. (laughs) You know? Really?
0: Were you so, were you just so focused on other things that you weren't really noticing? Oh, there's so much decapitation in this I movie. guess,
1: yeah. I didn't really realize decapitation as theme. <laughs> like with the bird <laughs> and with yeah. yes. Oh my god! I oh yeah. When she cut off the beard, and I was like, "This what the fuck is up with this psycho little girl?" But it makes sense now because that was yeah. She was possessed, right? by yeah.
0: And he demands Paymon demands heads. Yeah, yeah. He wants he wants heads and she's working on it. She's, and it's she's so because she
1: you know, I am a very unsympathetic, cynical son of a bitch when I watch movies. There's nothing that pisses me off more than a goddamn angry, sullen child. I have no sympathy, and I hate sullen children, and I'm like, I don't care if they're wounded. Just slap them and get them out of it, that little bitch. But it makes sense in this movie because it's not really her. She's possessed. You know, She's literally <laughs> an
0: ancient demon in yeah, the body she's of a child. literally
1: like the soul of a little girl with, like, being possessed. And it's not that, you know what I right. mean? Right. So in in this, I could overcome my horrible hatred of sullen children because I realized later that it wasn't that. Right. (laughs) I know, that makes me so And the actress,
0: her performance is so phenomenal. I mean, and that's one of the things... Okay, the guy who did the four-plus-hour video, I mean, part of what part of what's so amazing. And when I say that like the guy who wrote hereditary failed to write a complete movie in *Midsummer*, is that hereditary has so much in it that if you choose, you can go back and watch it again and again and again. <laughs> and every, every fucking scene you can, you can allow your eyes to drift to a different point of the screen and you can see something that you didn't see before, and that thing is of incredible significance and you just never noticed it before. there you know, and one of the things like like um one of the things that that guy realized was um in doing research about paymon it and like the things of like the bird's head and stuff, the sound that she's making, that little like. Click thing Uh is actually a cluck because it's a bird sound. She's clucking like a bird.
1: And it's like,
0: oh fuck, that once you think that, then it's like, oh god damn it. Fucking birds. Now it's, and apparently birds (laughs) and Paymon have actual things to do with each other. I have to cough again. Oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs) <laughs> ah, I love this movie, but one. There's there are things. There are things in this movie. People who, it's like people who don't like Hereditary. Um, if you just watched it once, I mean, if like if you if you really really hated it, like if you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make you watch a movie that you hated again.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not going to. But if you just weren't sure how you felt about it watch maybe watch a video about it like watch someone explaining like watch a video explaining the ending maybe
1: yeah or just or approach it as a family drama that's a good idea because that's what it is
0: i mean this this family this family is fucking doomed This family, they are, they are little, like all the way the movie is shot as though they are living in a dollhouse. Like the way the movie is shot, that house was built so that the movie could be shot as though they live in a dollhouse. It was in
1: that house. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that she creates all these miniatures and they could shoot scenes so that sometimes even a scene shot in a regular room is framed as though you're looking at one of her miniatures, even yeah. though it's a regular room. And it's like her family, there's one of her, one of her old miniatures. Cause like her earlier works are just sitting around in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the house is decorated with her earlier works. <coughs> and there's one that is like a current house. And then like, Underneath, in the dirt, is, like, an older house, and then there's, like, a Victorian house. Mm-hmm. And that sort of gives this impression that, like, it's, like, it makes you wonder, like, has, has Payman been fucking with this family even before Ellen? Even before the grandmother? Like, has Payman been fucking around in this family oh, trying so. to come back? Yeah, I because... And like, he just, he only just managed to get successful because like he, it doesn't make sense that the grandmother was like, managed to accomplish everything that she did on her own. Like she was just some random woman who joined a coven and became the bride of payment and then, you know, became so powerful because she, that woman had fucking power, and, um, oh my God, there's so many little things that there are in, that are in this movie that I didn't even realize that you don't notice until you watch it again. And one thing, and I don't, I don't know if you would, cause since it's been a while and you haven't watched it back to back. Yeah. Yeah. That if you were to watch it again soon, pay attention to things like, um, whenever they're whenever the house is empty, like the people are at, have like, there's no one home, but people are coming into the house. Like Uh they come home from the funeral or whatever that we are in the house for a few seconds every time before the door opens. We're always in the house for a little bit before they come home. Uh There's a reason for that. If you listen, you can hear people scurrying around in their house. Oh, really? And if you if you look at the floor, especially by the front door, uh-huh. there's always like dirty footprints all over that nice wood floor. And when they walk in, the father is always going, shoes off, shoes off. He's yeah, yeah. always telling everyone to take their shoes off because he's so aggravated by how dirty the floors always are. And he's always mad that everyone's tracking dirt in. The family's not tracking the
1: dirt. Oh, interesting. See no, I didn't There's notice
0: that. always fucking cult people in their house <laughs> hiding. And the, it's like I think those are the ones. I don't think Charlie wrote on her own wall. I think the cult members are writing things on their walls. I think
1: Oh, maybe. I, I think know. they
0: are making things happen by writing things on the walls at certain times and doing, you know,
1: It's, oh, my God. That's possible. Because they're, you know. Because they know that, hmm, yeah, that's possible.
0: I mean, like, sneaking her body up to the attic, I don't know how the fuck they did that, but they did it.
1: That's true. Yeah, I don't, they had, yeah, they had to have been there. Oh, see, I didn't notice that. That was interesting. And granted, like, when we were, we were talking... Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, Sarah, trying to watch something with Sarah and paying attention to it, like, in detail like that is impossible, you know. Oh, God. You know. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: oh, yeah. I keep, I kept interrupting. Like, I am curious what, what she thought of it.
1: Oh, she enjoyed it. No, she liked it. I don't think she expressed anything. She was really, really upset with the bird. She didn't care about human heads, but she was really upset about the bird.
0: I mean, you know, I, Yeah. Like if, it, if, oh, yeah, well, I didn't realize until very recently. I, I only recently realized that the cult members killed their dog. Uh, that bothered me a lot. I never, I, I, I kept, because that's another thing. It's like you, you it's, like, what? it's like, I didn't realize until recently, like, oh, there's a point where like, you know, like you hear the dog barking, you hear the dog growling, you hear it like the dog is reacting to anything. And then there, so it's like, if you pay attention, there's a point where it's like, I don't hear the dog anymore. What happened to the dog? Oh,
1: and well, then when, course.
0: after he goes out the window and goes splat on the ground, and then he goes walking away, he actually, wa- I mean, you you can barely see it, but yeah. the dog is dead on the ground. He walks past it.
1: Oh, see, and I feel like, but again, and I mean, this is just part of the genre, and it doesn't take, it was part of the fabulous movie. I do think it's anti-pagan propaganda. <laughs> I think it's anti-coven propaganda, this fictitious belief that a coven can ever make anything like this actually happen in real life because it can't. But I know it's fantasy. I know it's horror fantasy. But there's a little bit of me that's always offended when there's anything involving a coven or a cult or witchcraft or because it's not based on the reality of what those practices are. And I know it's horror fantasy, but there is a level of that that's kind of offended, that it kind of offends me. Of course she was in an ancient coven, and of course this happened, and of course this group. But groups like that don't exist in reality. But I guess maybe that's why it's horror fantasy, right? But there's a level of me that's offended. Does that even make sense?
0: I mean... As much
1: as I enjoy it, and it was a good story, and, you know...
0: If you're going to... I mean, it's called a suspension of disbelief. If you're going to believe that demons exist, if you're going to believe that there are kings of hell,
1: then... Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that people worship them, that's not the same thing as paganism.
1: Well, no, I know that...
0: That's not what paganism is. I mean, that's, it's, you know, it's like, it's, it's like anything else. It's like being a fan of horror is like, I, I would have to believe that Jason Voorhees can actually still be alive, even though people keep killing him, you know, or whatever. Or that Freddy Freddy Krueger can actually kill people in their dreams. I mean, I would, I have to believe that that's true. Otherwise I don't. I can't enjoy the movie.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. That's you know, true.
0: <laughs> you have to. You have to operate within the, you know. The framework of the movie as it exists. Uh, yeah. But the but the reason why this movie is so great is because the family part works. Yeah. Because the performances, and I mean, because he's so goddamn good. And then he fucking drops the ball on Midsummer, And then he, like the last movie, he he did a movie this year that I was really going to get excited to see. And then Joaquin Phoenix was in it, I think. And I was like, well, fuck that then. Because I can't look at his stupid face. Um, oh God, what's it called? Wait, I'm going to look it up. I guarantee you I didn't see it,
1: but I probably wanted to.
0: Yeah, okay. Ari Aster movies. Bo is Afraid. And let's see. Who oh. all is
1: in Bo is Afraid? Oh, I don't even know that I... Know. Is it out yet? Or is it oh, no. In... It's
0: it's long been out. It's, go- it's oh, out gone. Oh, see, I've
1: never even heard of it, which really surprises me.
0: See, Patty LuPone is in it. Parker Posey is in it. There's all these... Uh, Bill Hader is in it. There's all these people that I was excited to see. But then it stars... Joaquin Phoenix, his stupid face, and he annoys the fuck out of me. So I didn't go.
1: Oh, see, I have no opinion of him whatsoever, except his brother was hot. <laughs> That's the only the only uh, opinion I, I, just, have I
0: <laughs> He was in Gladiator, and you know how much I hate Gladiator. He okay. was this, He was this sniveling emperor or whatever in gladiator
1: oh god my mother's favorite movie
0: i know and i i fucking i mean he was like the second worst thing in gladiator <laughs> after russell crow i hate gladiator with a passion of a thousand sons
1: it's just garbage i've seen it more than i want to just because every time it comes on mom watches it but it's fine
0: the best thing <laughs> in gladiator the best thing in Gladiator was the guy who played Conan in the Conan TV series. Oh, he, he had a small part in Gladiator and he was good. Yeah. Everything else in Gladiator is stupid.
1: Okay, do you hear him? Wait, 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 listen. Could you hear him?
0: No. Oh, wait, I heard that. Yes. <laughs> Jocks are snoring. I hear him. Little puppy.
1: He has one of those... One of those old man doggy tumors. You know, those fatty tumors that they get?
0: Oh, a fat pad.
1: Yeah, he has one of those big fatty tumors. Like, okay, the chair if I'm is toxic, making noise it's again, it's like right here.
0: Uh, so when sister's... he rolls
1: over and does his thing, you see this like...
0: <laughs> oh, he's got a doggy punch.
1: But... All three. I love, get that a, when they I love get old. a fat
0: pad on a
1: dog. I yeah, love I mean that. they all get it, it's fine, but
0: I mean I mean Spike doesn't, but he's yeah. also, you know, he only weighs five pounds. If he got one, it would weigh as much as his entire body. Yeah,
1: but it's gotten kind of big and mom was like, Oh my god, I'm like, Mom, it's fine. He's old. The dog that's just dogs get them, it's fine, you know.
0: My sister well, the um the dog that she had that had epilepsy <coughs> had a fat pad.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that
0: was the dog that um, she eventually just stopped calling her by her real name and just started calling her Little Fat because she was just such oh, a role. Oh, I remember
1: bully. that Little Fat. You remember totally Little Fat? Was, yes, I do.
0: The little corgi. I part don't remember corgi. the dog,
1: but I remember that name. Did I ever L- even meet
0: that dog? Oh, probably. She was a little cutie. She was a little part corgi mix that had seizures all the time. her at your parents'
1: house, I'm sure. Yeah. She had the part. She had the part
0: uh, chow chow. Um, a dog named Cranberry, who would, who was very keyed into Little Fat's epilepsy, and Mm -hmm. Cranberry would attack Little Fat when she would have um, seizures, and so that Uh was that was terrible. But they both, they're both long gone. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh man, yes.
0: Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so um, hereditary so in conclusion in conclusion hereditary masterpiece
1: and I do and like I said I think it read like an old masterpiece theater because it's a family drama
0: it is it is a brilliant and movie, couldn't family you see drama it drawn out into
1: like six hour long episodes and have it all be enthralling I could totally see that
0: and god damn it Tony Collette Once again, horror movies ignored by all award-offering things and not even nominated for anything. She should have won Best Actress, but she wasn't even nominated. And it's a fucking crime.
1: You know, but you know.
0: Midsommar should not have been nominated for anything. Oh,
1: God. Was it? Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. Oh, I hope not. I mean,
0: because horror movies
1: aren't. But uh, the only thing I'm cl- I I want to say about Mid Midsummer is that I remember when the disc came out. Um we had some I guess it was a big deal. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but we had a little display case mm-hmm. at my store. And it was, of course, it was that, you know, the movie poster with Danny screaming. And because I hated her so much, in my mind, every time I'd walk by that 20 times a day, in my mind, I'd be like, take a value, bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Which is so not nice, but yeah.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you listen.
1: If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone
0: Everyone loves stickers! stickers. Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive.
0: Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Oh my God, before I forget. Okay, so the, the hideous one that, that peed on the tree. Because I've, I've, I I've forgot to write it down. Do you, do you know why? You, no, see, you wouldn't because you didn't watch it recently. So you wouldn't have been looking at him going, why is he familiar to me? That piece of shit. That ugly piece of shit, who peed on the tree, uh-huh. who got skinned, who got skinned and turned into a mask, that piece of shit was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? He's the gold guy. He's, oh, what's his name? Adam
1: Warlock. Okay. Yeah, Murlock. yeah, the, the, the character that I didn't understand at all, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's him!
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: It's like, I looked him up and I was, cause I was like looking up the other people going, well, I'm, I I would love it if none of these people had ever gotten jobs ever again, nah. because they all suck. <laughs> and then, cause I, I kept thinking, but he looks familiar, why he looked familiar. And the first thing I saw was he was one of the kids in the Narnia movies. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, fuck that. And then I'm like, and then he was, it was like, what do you mean? Gar-? I was like,
1: oh no. He was the gold guy. Oh, he was that character that I didn't understand. I still don't understand that character, and I guess they had to introduce him because he's in the comics. Yeah, but, but, they, but apparently
0: read. they didn't do it the way he was in the comics, but I don't care because I don't read. You know. But
1: I loved that movie, but I was indifferent to that character. So whatever does exactly. matter. Yeah, but I was and, totally and indifferent to that character. I thought he was extraneous, right?
0: And he's just you know the gr- the gross guy from midsummer so who cares <laughs>